Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Go. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome to another episode of Bruins Beat. This is being brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always, and I want to say this show is being sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a sustainable food system, setting the highest standard for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Uh, Blue Apron also likes to make it affordable for people. They have a nice variety to choose from of all their meals. It's flexible, easy, and guaranteed to be fresh. Uh, if you check out this week's menu, and you can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredibly home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. You don't want to wait. That's blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And guys, I was all ready and set for the show to, you know, have the same similar show that we've had the past seven or eight weeks now about how the Bruins are inconsistent, the Bruins do this, the Bruins do that, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, the Bruins just shock you and make, such, in my opinion, <coughs> such an unexpected move that I did not see coming. The Boston Bruins have finally relived, relieved Claude Julian of his head coaching duties, and he is no longer the coach. They have named the assistant coach, Bruce Cassidy, as the NHL coach for the rest of the season. And, yeah, seriously. It's about time. It's been, it's been a long time coming. And I think it's a year too late. Even maybe some, some people want to say two years too late. And you look at – I'm just stunned. I didn't think they were doing it. I've said on this show the past few weeks that they don't have the guts to do it. They're not going to do it in the middle of the season. They're going to wait out until at least the end of the season, and they'll just blame the season on him. But they did it in the middle of the season. But the one thing I am worried about is that they did it too late. The Bruins only have 27 games left. And oh, yeah, it's too late. I, I know people are saying, like, oh, a 27 is a lot. Not really. Not really. The Bruins played the least amount of games for the rest of the season left. They have played the most of the games so far, so they have the least amount left. And the Bruins have been playing this inconsistent game, as Joe, Jason, and I have been talking about for, what, the whole season now? They waited too long, and they yeah. also did it at the worst possible time yeah. imaginable during the, uh, the parade of the Patriots. And they threw the press conference for the firing during the Patriots parade the same exact time. Just, do the Bruins have a clue what the hell is going on in this city when the, at the time they're doing this? That was the most <laughs> pathetic thing I've ever seen from the Bruins in my entire life until then you see – that they traded Tyler Sagan on the 4th of July, and they also uh, fired Barry. Peter Shirelli on the day that Aaron Hernandez got arrested for the double murder. Oh, that's right. That's so look right. at this, you just go, coincidence? Coincidence? I think no, not. No. The Bruins management and Bruins owners are gutless pukes, and I'm embarrassed that 
I'm embarrassed for them. This is embarrassing that they did this. I'm, I'm look. I, so on one point, I understand why they're firing Claude. I, I've been an advocate for firing Claude, but the way the Bruins went about it is absolutely pathetic. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, you pretty much encapsulated. Let me let me preface it this, especially our folks on Facebook Live. I do not hate Claude. Okay, I do not hate him. I actually was very happy that he brought a cup to Boston. Thank you. You know, good you know, up to 2014, you know, the President's Trophy. But after, you know, missing the playoffs two years in a row and going down the toilet again, the last three years has been a broken record. And what happens is when you keep doing the same things over and over again, it's insanity. And this is what this team has been and made us all insane. So after – it amazes me how many of the uh, Sacred Claude fans out there – would be saying that he's the winningest coach, he's this, that, and the other thing. He was the winningest coach, okay? The magic is over, okay? You, get, you have to move on. It's amazing how people don't understand that um, if a team <laughs> starts going south, what is the first thing they end up doing? They fired the coach. Why Is this a new concept? I just couldn't believe how many people were just, like, so upset about this firing. I, I do agree with you, Mike. This should have happened, I think, the end of last year. Uh, when they missed it, when they, they pooped themselves uh, against Ottawa. That was ridiculous. And then, you know, we get back from the All-Star break. They win three in a row, and then they do the typical lose two in a row. You know, that, that crap festival versus Toronto, which uh, you were holding out hope, brother. And I, I was hoping for you. And I, um, but I just it, – it was so predictable that they were going to absolutely poop their pants again. It was comical. It was. I was watching – I think I told you I was actually uh, – Watch a movie with my wife because I was, you know, Super Bowl is my anniversary, so I had to pick one. I don't know, regular season Bruins or the Super Bowl. Um, and I just saw the score and I laughed. I was looking at the updates on my phone, going, just laughing because I knew this is what they do. Oh, so, yeah, it's what they know, do. we got we got to move on. I'm, you know, I think it, I think it's too late in the season. They should have done this <laughs> two games ago. I totally agree with you, Joe. I don't hate Claude Julian, and I'm very happy for Claude Julian brought this team. He's been the best coach in the Bruins history, in my opinion. And He's brought up this city a lot. And, no, this roster's not his fault. No, every game's not his fault. But there were so many games where the team would say, I'm not ready. Or there's so many uh, times where you would, look uh, at, you would look at games this season and it would be the Bruins lost to the Islanders when they were in last place in the East. The Islanders, uh, have, come twice, on, the, the Islanders have come on recently, but when the Bruins were playing them, they were sucking. They weren't yes. very good. And they lost to the Avalanche. And then, then, they, then you look at some of the games where they're losing Got by right. a goal with a minute left and giving away points. There's just so many things that happened with this team that it was time to move on from Claude, and a new voice needed to happen. And people also seem to forget that love Claude Julian so much. The Bruins choked away the playoffs the past two seasons. Like, literally choked them away. <laughs> Last year, they've been bringing this up on the, on the radio a lot, at least recently, well, yesterday when they fired him, that they were 10 points clear last year in the playoffs in mid-March, and they went 3-9 and nine down the at stretch. At one point, they were in first place. Yes, yes. Just, yeah, and then the season before, it was a collapse. So it, it's not like, as I mentioned to you, I said to you guys before, this team's roster is terrible like Edmonton was forever until this past season. I get it. You're not good. You don't even shouldn't sniff the playoffs. But they got the talent. That's what made me so upset is that they do have the talent to make an eighth seed, you know, getting there as a seventh seed. And evidently, Claude couldn't get enough out of them. They weren't listening. They were tuning them out. Young kids didn't like them, whatever. Um, I don't blame the, the young guys not liking him because they, how many times did last year Pasternak, he's not on the power play. Like, like just a mind-blowing, mind-numbing Even Marshan wasn't on the power play until recently. Yeah, that, you know, the the, uh, the shootout, his choice for the shootout, you're like, what is going 
And I think they say, you know, Tony Masbury said today, I think Claude wanted, I honestly, I think I mentioned this to you guys before. I think Claude wanted out of here anyway. I think he's just hoping we've seen all these, we're not ready for the same time. Because usually coaches say that. Usually coaches, I'm sorry, usually coaches don't say that ever, that they weren't ready because that just shows that they're incompetent. Or they're not like Claude's gonna get a job, everyone out there. That like everyone that loves Claude Julian. And so like I understand he was great for this team. I think personally it was time to move on. He's he's gonna get a new job. And oh, no, Bob no. McKenzie's already talking about it tonight on the NHL broadcast that Vegas already wants to talk to him and the Florida Panthers want to talk to him. Shocking. And like both of those teams obviously need coaches. Florida fired their coach uh, during the year this year too. I mean, Claude's gonna get a job and it's he'll he'll be fine. I think just think his time his time in Boston was up. And people yeah. want to say, "Oh, well, I don't think he should have been fired. I don't know why he was fired." He he won. He he was fired pretty much because the Bruins. This is going to be the third consecutive year missing the playoffs. And when you can't fight, when you can't fight. <laughs> oh, Mike, they're going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to sure Yes, yes, and they, and they're going to miss the playoffs. Yes, and it's going to be the third year in a row. I'm and coaches literally don't coach ten years in the NHL. Yeah, they're, I know. Like, like Joe Quinville is now the longest tenured coach in the NHL, and he deserves to be because. He's won three cups in Chicago, so he deserves a little bit of leeway. And also, and then the second one behind him is now as the uh, suitor in Los Angeles, who's also won two. Who's won two cups? Claude's won one in ten years. That's not his fault entirely. I, I know that. And but it was just time to move on. The Bruins need to move on. And I think the reason they did it now was to try and salvage the last twenty-seven games to give his players a kick in the ass and to, for Sweeney to be like. Who wants to be here? Who wants to play? This, this is on you guys. And the players took full responsibility for it, which I agree they should. Because all they need to do is play a little bit better this season, and they'd be in the playoffs. Because as you can see, their division sucks. Their division's not very good. No, figures, right? Florida, Florida sucks. Tampa Bay's not playing well. Detroit's not playing well. Toronto, who is looking at who's rebuilding. They're literally rebuilding. Yes, they have a lot of young skill in their team. I understand that. But they're rebuilding. And they're going to be in the playoffs because the Bruins couldn't get their act together and, and play. And that's on the players. And like I said earlier, it's they're firing Claude because they can only blame Claude. But now this puts the pressure on Sweeney, and I love yep. it. Now because Claude's gone, now everything that happens with this Bruins team is on Neely and Sweeney, and that is glorious because they can't uh, hide Neely, they can't how, hide is Neely, scapegoat how is Neely not at that press conference? He's talking on Phil Grimass tomorrow. Oh, no way he is. At 420. They announced it today. Cam Neely will be on Felgram Mass tomorrow at 420. And it's the first no time Cam Neely has spoken since last year when Felgram Mass put him in a body bag and Neely didn't even know what the hell to do anymore. Oh, yeah, he got really pissed. Yeah. Oh, I, well, well, you know what? I, not that they deserve any credit, but at least they kind of uh, – their balls dropped and, they, you know, they're going to at least fess up for this. Jesus. It took too long, though. It but, took yeah, I, I agree with you. Though. Neely should have been at that stupid press conference yesterday. That yeah, no doubt. That stupid press conference they had during the Bruins parade that probably, like, ten people watched. Oh, they, I did, yeah. They showed, the, they showed the press conference room, and it was really embarrassing. There was, like, five people there. Yeah, well, what, the other thing, too, is that it's, uh, the traffic-wise, they couldn't get over there anyway. Is it all the road closures and everything? None of the reporters could get there. It was it was definitely Bush League. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, they're going – yeah, they have to go to Brighton where the new arena is, and that's pretty much where they're cutting it off, like Starwood Drive and stuff. But that's, that's in the heart of, like, the parade route. They have wow. to, uh, in that press conference, by the way, uh, speaking of that press conference, Don Sweeney just comes off as such an arrogant a-hole. Yeah, they said that. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it, but yeah. I, I watched – to be honest, I I, record, I ended up recording the parade because I wanted to watch the 
I didn't go to the parade, unfortunately. I couldn't because I, I, I had to work later on. So I would have had to. Oh, I, I know, right I, there, too. But yeah. if I went to the parade, I would have drank too much and I would have been able to go to work. So so that would have been an issue. But it was just I, – so I recorded the parade and I watched and I watched Sweeney. And Sweeney's excuse for doing it at that time was like, oh, well, we wanted to have Bruce Cassidy give them two practices before the Sharks game. It was like, what the hell are you talking about? You sound like an absolute moron. It, right. It just didn't make any sense of why the timing of firing Claude happened then. And he was getting hammered with questions about, well, you realize the Patriots won the Super Bowl. You realize the parade's today. Like, you realize this, right? And Sweeney's just like, yep, yeah, we apologize for that. Like, yeah, we, we know that we, we support the Patriots, blah, 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 blah. Clearly, you don't support the Patriots enough because you did during the parade. And you tried to take away from their moment. Even though, obviously, no one was taken away from the Patriots. But it's like, you tried to sneak this in there so people wouldn't know. That was embarrassing, and if that was whoever decided okay. to have that press conference during that time, whether it was PR department, whether it was Neely, whether it was the Jacobs, they should be fired. They should literally be 100% fired. I don't care who it was. That was literally the biggest joke I've ever heard of my entire well, life. Well, that, that's that's you know that's their mo, unfortunately. You know, uh, it, it does it does not surprise me at all. I mean, I was getting all those text messages, my phone blowing up yesterday when they fired him and all this stuff, and then I heard the press was at 11:30. I'm like, during the parade. You you spineless dogs! Like I I was happy they made they finally nutted up and fired Claude because they had to do something, you know, for the fan base who's basically right, you know, pretty much have checked out or almost already anyway. They had to do something, but it said a little too late. The timing was terrible. You look so incompetent. It's man, it's wow! What a long three years this has been. Who thought this was ever going to happen? Wow! Yeah, I know this is absurd. Like like Joe, you and I have both said that. We thought Claude should have been fired after last year. And obviously some people agree this is what's good about sports. Some people agree. Some people don't. They decided to keep him. I thought they were going to keep him the whole year. I was shocked that he got fired when he did. But as people are saying in this chat, Facebook chat right now, it was gutless the way the Bruins went about it. Gutless. The, and the worst part about it was the Bruins just had the all-star break last week. Why right. couldn't you have done it last week when, you know, there's a two-week break in the Super Bowl? Hello? Like, I know. You could have, you could have did it then. And got gotten it over. Like what? What happens? What hasn't the team shown you? Uh, two like what? Because they lost two games in a row. Now they're gonna fire him. They've been doing this all season long. Like, we've been talking about it. I guess that but, Toronto game was a foul struck because you know they were they went down four nothing. They scrapped back. They down five four. They scrapped back and then they lose six five. And I know I was going back and forth with you and I'm like, just this is so typical with this team. And I think that's finally when they had, a, especially at home, another loss at home. They had a freaking nut up. Hey, and not even just at home. The Bruins literally battled their ass off in that game and tied the game twice. And then they gave it up again. Again. Oh, yeah. I told – but, Mike, I'm not going to tell, tell you I told you, but I told you. No, I know. But they, it was 4-1. to one. The Bruins make a great comeback and make it 4-4. Four to four. Toronto scores to make it 5-4. And I go, oh, come on. Come on. Here we go. And the Bruins make it 5-5. Five to five, And I go, Joe, here we go. The Bruins are winning overtime. It's two points. They'll be fine. They'll be – They'll be rolling a little bit here. It would have been uh, four four wins in, in – I mean, three wins in four games. They would have been doing fine. And all of a sudden, boom, the Bruins, another, another late goal. This has happened against Montreal, Chicago, Minnesota. The Bruins have left so many points on the board. Oh, and then yeah, you look well. at it, and you look at it, right? And the Bruins have been doing this all season long. Well, we've and, been saying it forever. Yeah. So so what? That That's the final straw? I, I get it. I, don't, I, I mean, I get it. That game was bad. It was bad the way the Bruins lost it, but what that was that was the final straw. Like what what changed within two games or a week 
like, this, this timing was really, really bad. And I, I just feel bad that for Claude Julien that it happened then at this point. I mean, I don't think he deserved to be, to be treated like that and have it happen this way, like when the Patriots stuff was going on. Yeah, I mean, this is their MO, dude. You know, j- just a little sad, little side note. So, um, uh, on my on my computer, I, I had a picture of you know you remember the picture of uh, Bergeron passing the uh, Rocky passing the cup to Bergeron. Yes. So I've had I have had that. It was on my screensaver since eleven. I said I will never take this down until they win another cup. And today was the day I changed it. And you know what team I changed it to? The New England Patriots. You know why? Because you know what? They know how to win. They are a class act. You know, class act organization. They do things right, even with all the all you know the spy gates and all all the. The garbage that's going on, they still know how to handle themselves with dignity and do it the right way and all this stuff. The Brewers need to look at this team, look at them and go, we need to kind of follow this, follow this blueprint because we are just an absolute bleep show. Because oh, they, they, are, they are. They, they have are, done absolutely. everything. If you had to write a book on how to destroy a franchise written by Peter Shirelli with a forward by Cam Neely and with, uh, you know, uh, illustrated by, by illustrated by Don Sweeney. Illustrated by Don Sweeney with his stick figures, uh, of, and then uh, people stab themselves in the eye. Uh, this was it. This was, uh, you know, what I've been writing about, you know, my blog too the last couple of years about, like, this is not going to change. This is, you know, with all these guys, this is going to get worse. And it did. It got worse and worse and worse. So let's now accept Steve ain't going anywhere. So they've done this year too. So I got no more hot. I got no hot can hang out my bros and drink beers. And I need to go out during April, May, but whatever. Why, why care about us fans, right, Mike? Um, you know, and we're going to have to accept that. We have to wait for all these kids to mature and, uh, you know, the kids they drafted, the, the three of them a couple years ago, and contribute because we're in officially rebu- rebuilding mode. This is a rebuild. This is now the dumpster fire is a rebuild. So let's accept it. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm actually getting to the point now where I'm going to maybe go to another game just to get drunk because, you know what, it's not like they're going to show good product. It's time to just hang out with your buddies. It's almost like a Red Sox game now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, Red Sox games are all – everyone goes there and hangs out and drinks beers, which is fine. Yeah. But it just I miss them with, like, the old passionate fans. But I usually don't do this, Joe. But people – I mean, I just knew it was going to be like this in the chat today. So people in the chat so – one comment that really, really, really aggravated me was the Hamilton trade said our D back three years. I'm sorry. Dougie Hamilton's not very good. He blows. And, and I don't think that trade set us back three years whatsoever. No. I don't, Dougie Hamilton's not a top – echelon defenseman and he's not doing anything in calgary well he, he's not i'm sorry he's not yeah, very good and then uh brian says the the bruins wanted to let go of him last year and they were scared because ottawa didn't have a coach i completely agree with you there the bruins were petrified that because ottawa was waiting for the bruins to to fire julian and they ended up deciding to hold on to him and i completely completely oh. agree with him and that's why the bruins didn't do it last year oh, they were doing the division yeah yeah ottawa sure. was ottawa was lurking so hard for a coach and the Ottawa would have pounced on a chance for Claude Julian, and I so that knew was, I, that was the reason. I, I had I actually uh, wrote something last. I think I wrote something last year or tweeted something out last year was that the reason the Bruins aren't firing Claude Julian is because of Ottawa, and that's what ended up happening. I think too. Well, I mean that, that if you think about it, that's in, in a weird way kind of smart because they don't want him in the division. So no, uh, I, no, I understand why it was smart, but I, at the same point, if you don't want a coach, you don't want a coach. You just like. I understand you don't want him to go to your, a division rival, or whatever, but it's not like it's not like Ottawa and the Bruins are like have such bad blood. Where like it would have been like, oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know I, what mean, I mean, like, I don't think it would have been that bad. And 
I don't know. I, I, the Bruins have just messed up so much. And as I've said, and as I said uh, earlier on, now the best part about Claude Julien being fired is everything points to Sweeney and Neely now. They have nowhere yeah, to hide. Yeah, yeah. There's nowhere else to blame. If the Bruins don't perform, it's their asses next. You know what? Um, oh, God, I lost my train of thought. But there was uh, – no, uh, actually, on Felgram Maz, they brought up about Don Sweeney. How many NHL – not draft – how many NHL level deals transaction would have you worked out? None. Zero. 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 And if people don't believe us, we can go through uh, all Last the things that that, Cla- uh, that Don Sweeney has done right now. But, uh, he, the rally, rally, like you said, Rally Smith for Jimmy Hayes. Has yeah. that worked out? Oh my God, Florida's looking like a million bucks with that trade. Least us. Oh yeah. And then uh, Bolesky. Matt Bolesky. I've, I've been saying Matt Bolesky's been terrible. On the well, team. last year, last year he had a little bit of a flash, but he's been terrible since. Then they Riley Nash. I don't know what you're smoking for that picking him up. I, when they when they signed him, I'm like, I think you guys were even like, oh, he might be a good little play. No, he's terrible. They actually the only thing they could come up with is Dominic Moore, and that if if your fourth line, if you get a fourth line guy, is your victory. You suck. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You even look at the other moves, right? Um, they traded. Uh, Lucci for Cole Miller and Martin Jones. Yeah, that don't look good now, does, does it? It doesn't. Th- at the time, I was like, wow, that trade's great. Young, up-and-coming defenseman. And Cole Miller has looked okay recently. He hasn't been terrible. He's getting better. And sometimes it takes yeah. defensemen a little longer to get to get acclimated to the NHL. I understand that. So I'm not ruling out Cole Miller. But then the Bruins flipped Martin Jones for a first-round oh. pick and a prospect. The prospect is Sean Corrali, who's played like one game in the NHL this season. And that first-round pick ended up being number 32 overall because the Sharks ended up going to the Stanley Cup last yeah. year. Oh, God. So that yeah, killed you know, him. Yeah, the the Jones trade now because I, you know, I'm a huge Tuca fan, but he's been playing like a pile of dog poop. He's not been good at all. I think he's. There's been games it looks like he's checking out. I mean, I I, I admit that too. This, I mean, man, what's that? Who's this Rask? Yeah, yeah, R- R- Rask, Rask has been terrible, and um, I was actually I was you know when after the Leafs game, I was pretty fired up. I was looking on Twitter about. Obviously, looking for the Bruins to announce some of like the the comments after the game. Like, oh, I was hoping I was, oh, we fought hard, blah 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 blah. But then I, I was I got to Haggerty's tweet and he had it was it was stunning when I I read it because I knew I knew the Bruins weren't playing good and I knew Tuukka Rask wasn't playing as good lately as he ha- as he was earlier on in the year. But Hags tweeted after the Toronto game. He has a .871 save percentage in January yeah. and February. And he got pulled tonight. No, he's no longer erasing the Bruins' mistakes, and I totally agree with that. He he hasn't been very good. And Joe and I have been obviously advocates for Tuukka Rask, but he's on the list too. He hasn't been oh, playing well. He hasn't been yeah. playing well. The only the only player that I think has been consistently good every game this year for the Bruins has been Brad Marchand. Yeah, just going back to Rask quickly. I mean, I also put this kind of on when they had the back to back, right? You know, when they came back. I just didn't get why they played. I know they had the all-star break, but they made a good point. He traveled, all that stuff, and they had the back-to-back, and he's terrible against Washington. Why didn't they put McIntyre in? I, I oh, also, I have a, I, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off that Rasky would play against Toronto, too, because he got hurt in the Washington game. He was hurt. He yeah, hurt himself. Yep. And, and I understand every point is at a premium, but would you rather sacrifice Rask for one game and have him be – like, look at because if he sat out Saturday, right – he would have gotten a full week's rest after the Washington game to be get himself ready for the right. Sharks game. But yeah. no, he plays, gets pulled. You know, he, it, 
this team has made so many wrong decisions uh. all, the, all the way starting back to when they traded Sagan. And they said, I heard this on the radio too, and it was so true. When uh, they said the Bruins were set up perfectly. Oh, after the, after the 2011 years. Stanley Cup run, they were set up perfectly. Tim Thomas won the Cup. They had Rask backing him up at age twenty. At age twenty four, they just drafted Tyler Sagan. And people don't people forget Sagan was not. They, Sagan had that one flash against the Lightning in the playoffs. Uh, but besides that, Sagan wasn't really much of a factor. And then they had the uh, they had another top ten pick coming from the Leafs again for the Kessel trade. And they had all their players in their twenties. And this is what we've gotten. They've made it back to the Cup in twenty thirteen. And it's been a downward spiral since the like you said, Joe. The, how to ruin a, a franchise one on one, starring Bruins management? It's just it's just been it's just, like I said. They they did you know what they're really good at effing things up. They're really good at that. They're like top notch of screwing things up. I mean they 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 can't get out of their own way. I mean, honest to God, it's amazing. It's just everything just gets worse and worse by the day. Like, like they've lost every trade. Every signing yep. seems right now coming back yep. to bite them in the ass. Yep. What I, I don't know what they've done re- good recently. No, I well, really the don't. drafting. Drafting, that's it. About the yeah, drafting. See, I, I, yeah, drafting they've done well. But the, the one thing I'm worried about with drafting is that pro- prospects are prospects for a reason. Like, everyone talked about Ryan Spooner. Everyone talked about Jordan Curran. Where are those guys now? Ryan Spooner is at least playing on the Bruins, but he sucked. Uh, Zach Campbell was picked eight overall, which was the worst draft pick in probably Bruins history. Oh, Zach Campbell, please stop. He, he played probably not even 50 games. Like, that's why I, I understand that Sweeney's, like, trying to restock the draft and uh, the draft picks and stuff like that. But I, I just don't know what is going on with the team. They have, they've lost everything. Every single thing the Bruins have touched recently, they have lost. And you hear Sweeney say, I don't want to sprinkle our, our talents around the league. What talents? You have like six guys that are good, six. Right. I I, I know Crutchy Crutchy sucks. He's not doing anything this year. Backus, someone brought him up. Yeah, he's not, not who I thought he was. I mean, he's had a couple of spurts, but overall, I I think it has to do with his line too and stuff like that, and you know, not using him as a center, which he's a center. Um, using him as a winger more. It's kind of like. You know, I don't even want to compare him to Spooner because he's way better than Spooner is. But it's one of those things out of position. So it just now they're just like the you know the land of misfit toys. They just you know some guys some guys just don't fit. They throw them in lines. Like I said, I'm kind of actually a little more excited. Cassie may not be the answer. He may not be the end all be all. But at least shit's gonna be. Oh, sorry. Excuse my French. Things will be. Uh, things are gonna be different at least. Something's gonna be different. I'm actually. Well, yeah, they kind of said that he runs like a more up tempo practice, and I'm wondering yeah. if that's kind of a. A shot at Julian. I mean, Julian likes to like you know be more defensive minded and like slow it down. But the thing is, the Bruins can't score goals anyways, as we've come to find out this year. So I don't know how the up um, tempo pace is going to help them. They have uh, you know terrible offensive defensemen. The only offensive defenseman they really have is Krug. Uh, the like the other guys are aren't offensive. Then you have as as we've talked about, you know, Bolesky and. Riley Nash and Dominic Moore and Tim Schaller and right. Jimmy Hayes. Like, those are their bottom-line guys. And mm. they're, all, they're all not very good. It's time to let those guys go and bring up the young people. I'd rather bring up the yeah, prospects and accelerate the process now because they're not playing for anything right now. And yes, you can say they're playing for the playoffs. But if people look at the standings, the Bruins are not making it's the playoffs. It's over. It's over. I want them to get a top-five pick. I want a top-five pick. 
Then I, yeah, I know. I just and it's t- hashtag Tankapalooza. Let's just do it because yeah, that, you know, like I said, it's uh, <laughs> it's over. It's so over. It's beyond over. So let's just you know get rid of a. Uh, like I said, release Nash, release uh, Jimmy Hayes, get rid of Valeski, bring out, like you said, the young kids, and just let them play. Because right at this point, Juncture, Don Sweeney, if any of those guys, uh, Mr. Jumbo Meatball and the Jacobs uh, deep playoff run guys, think uh, they're going to make the playoffs, they're, they're smoking something. And, and, I, and they, I, uh, Joe, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I swear to God, if Don Sweeney goes out and acquires a John Michael Lyles and a Lee Stampniak this year at the deadline, I might throw my computer out the window and never do this podcast again. I, I don't know what I would say on this that. podcast if the Bruins do that. If Don Sweeney makes those stupid moves and gives up draft picks for the likes of John Michael Lyles and Elise Stempniak because the deadline's coming up, I will lose my mind. <laughs> we'll get in line. There's a lot of people ready to jump off the Tobin. Yeah, it's, it's like I said. You know, I've I'll, saying, start, I'll, go, I'll go down there with pitchforks and, and ask for Sweeney's head if he's, if he's trading for Elise Stempniak again. He's really good. Uh, yeah, suitcase man. So, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I was saying to people, I'm like, Oh, Zach Ronaldo. Sorry, Joe. Someone mentioned Zach Ronaldo. Oh, God. Man. How, what do we give a up? A third round pick. Guy? A third round pick for Zach Ronaldo. Oh, God. What are we doing? What are we doing? Maybe we'll, the Bruins might as well bring back Danny Paye, too. Hey, 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 I like Dan Paye. Now, stop. Stop. <laughs> Ugh. This is embarrassing with this with this guys. This is what this is what this this Bruins team has become. This is what this is what we have. Just two just two years ago, the Bruins are uh, the President's Trophy team, and, and looking like they're like going to be set up for the for years to come. And this is what we got. This is where we're at. The Bruins just fired their coach. They have no good player. They have like five good players on their roster this year, and it's another. It's going to be another season. When the playoffs come around, the Bruins aren't in it. And I don't think people seem to realize more than half the teams in the NHL make the playoffs. More yeah, than half. Yeah. 16, 16 out of 30 teams make the playoffs. And the Bruins have – and the Bruins are going to miss it for the third straight year. The third straight year. I'd love to look up I, – I didn't have the time to do this, but I'd love to look up the teams that haven't made the playoffs in the past three years and compare them to what the Bruins are. Because I guarantee you it's the likes of teams that were rebuilding – like the Oilers, who actually might make it this year, but like the Oilers and like the Devils and like all teams that are trying to rebuild and aren't expected to be good, because that's what that's what the Bruins are right now. What missing the playoffs for the third straight year? I love it, brother. It's only getting better. Only getting better. Only getting better of what? It's only getting better, man. Just get the heartburn. Like I said, I'm happy the Patriots won because I have a good memory. Because this next three months is just going to be, you know, two months are going to be doldrum city. So. Um, who knows? Maybe they, they made a good point. I think Joe Hag said they have to rattle off six or seven, have a shot in a row. They have to. That's it. They do. You know, I'm gonna have to bring. You know, I got the bag still, Mike. The bag's still here. So you know, I'm gonna. You, we're gonna probably wear this bag a little bit more. You know what I mean? I should actually sell these. Someone offered me seventy five dollars for this bag, which is amazing. Uh, Are you serious? To, yeah, I wanted me to autograph it too. I didn't know if he was serious, but he, yeah, he was. He messaged me and everything. I think it's uh, God. What's his name? Mark, I think. But anyway, I mean, the Bruins bag, I have to change it now because so, I had Claude Forever on it, so I got to change that. Yeah, you got to uh, get a new bag. I know. I got to recycle this bag. You know what? For, for nostalgia's sake, I'm going to keep it on there because we all get to remember Claude because uh, he, he's re- kind of responsible uh, to a degree for this team to be in the position they're at because 
he was too set in his ways and didn't like to play the young kids and all this stuff. But Mike, uh, you know, also too that the new mascot for the Boston Bruins is no longer Blades; it is a dumpster on fire. So, oh, is that what we're going with? Yeah, I yeah, think I saw oh, you absolutely. post. I think I saw you post that, but I I forgot to to mention yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly what I did. It's uh, it's utterly amazing the the, the the crap show that has become the Boston Bruins. And people it's keep asking if the Bruins are going to make trades, and the people are mentioning that Gimler right now. Look, I understand oh, that Gimler was, was good for that one year, but guys, Gimler only has like six goals this year. He's like thirty nine years but, old. He's getting old. He's not going to help this year. The Bruins should be in a rebuild slash get younger guys up and see what we have. For in our system, instead of getting players like a Gimla. Well, what happened was if we didn't, if the, if Shirelli didn't put them in such a bad spot with the cap, they could have signed him when he was at the top. You know, with him, Crutchy and Lucic were killing it. He could, they could, he could, they couldn't sign him. He wanted to stay, couldn't sign him, couldn't do it. So he went for the money, which I don't blame him. He's gonna, I think he was gonna take a hometown discount too, and they, he just, they couldn't do it. No, they couldn't do it. Cap jail. So, like, I, I, I only have. I'm not kidding. I probably only have. Four untouchables on this Bruins team. Four. All right. I bet. Four. Think about how bad that is. When you look at your team and you – it's like players – it's a, like like when the Bruins were in 2011, you looked at this team and you said, wow, I want to keep like almost everyone on this team. And like obviously you have to make a couple changes every year with a salary cap and players getting old and, and trades. You can't keep everyone. I understand that. But this year, there's only four players I, I want to go, keep going forward personally. My opinion, other people might disagree, but the only people I want to keep for this team going forward is Pashenik, Bergeron, Marchand, Carlo. Everyone else, I don't care where you go. I don't care. I don't care what happens to you. I apologize. Those are the only four <laughs> players on this team I want going forward. I, I don't and care the, and, what happens to you or what. Or no, I shouldn't say that. I don't want any harm to happen to you. Problem, I really mean, dude. I don't want any harm, but but you look at it right, and the Bruins aren't going to be able to trade these players anyways because you have David Krejci. No movement clause. Tukarask, no movement clause. Backus, no movement clause. Chara, no movement oh, does clause. Does he have one too? Backus has one too. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Who doesn't? Because I think they give it out like candy. Like Bl- Bluski probably one. has someone. Bluski probably has one. Uh, and then you have uh, Adam McQuaid probably has one too. Uh, Kevin Miller, uh, yeah, he's probably got one. Uh, since the Bruins just re-signed those two ding dongs for four four years. Ding dongs. Uh, yeah, first ding dong reference of the season. It was, yeah, probably. Like, and Adam McQuaid did ding-dong Matt Martin pretty damn good the other night, though. On a positive note. Oh, that fight, yeah, I heard, yeah, I heard that fight was insane. I mean, it, you know what's really sad is that we got to hang our hat on, on a fight as the highlight of the year. Uh, well, yeah, that and uh, Marshan's – people might seem not to realize, but, but Marshan's like top five in points in the league right now. Yeah, but you know what, Mike? Does that make does that get you in the play? Does that get you in the playoffs? No, because uh, that's the only that's the only line the Bruins had that can actually produce. It's oh, the Bergeron, Marshan, Pastic line. They're splitting them up because the Bruins because they can't do anything else because every other every other line sucks. Like, is it just sad inside? I, I just feel so sad that this team. It, it is I know. Crazy. I was holding out the last glimmer of hope, and like you said, Joe, Saturday's game just took it away from me. It's, oh, I know you. Just to let you people know that Mike was definitely on the happy pills. He thought that, you know, with that comeback, they were going to – and I'm like, dude, wait for it. Wait for it. And yet again, it's like the horror movie. It's like, don't go outside or you're going to get killed. They go outside and get killed. I mean, same thing. It's just so predictable. Wow, wait. Joe, remember last the past few weeks we were talking about how if people were going to renew their season tickets or not? Yeah. Are you going to renew I, I got Massimo right here saying, told the Bruins I'm not renewing, and they offered me a discount for better seats. 
They called him. They called him twice this week. Oh my god, the Bruins are going to be start panicking now. They I said this was going to happen. Remember we talked about that how this was going to happen. They called him twice. That's what he said in the chat. Wow, this is unbelievable. We said this is going to happen. That the Bruins are going to. People are going to stop renewing and they're going to start panicking. And that's the only reason that people. And I said that to you earlier too. Then when you go to the Bruins games now, the, the it's, empty, it's not really that filled. You can say pretty much wherever the hell you oh, want. Oh yeah, they keep they keep saying it's a sellout. That's garbage. You know what I mean? We it's all garbage. know. Absolutely garbage. It's it's embarrassing. Yeah, he's saying stuff. true. They called him twice. This is unbelievable. Like, oh like, my god! Isn't is they're harassing him basically? Because harassing they want them. because Don't they you no know why it's because they want the money. They oh, want yeah. well, the they, money. Well, they want the playoff revenue. That's why this team has one foot in, one foot out. It's because all they care about is playoff revenue and money. And this is the only re- what Massimo is doing by not renewing his tickets is the only way that it will hurt them, and that's the yeah. only way they'll make actual legit changes. Because remember yeah. the, when the Bruins traded Thornton, everyone started stopped going because they realized the Bruins were going to suck. And they did. Yeah, yeah that's, and that's the only time that they made the changes ball. because. Then they then they signed Chara and Savard and they start started trying to make moves to make themselves good again and that's the only way that's going to happen again. And, but that ain't happening <laughs> anytime soon. Who's the Who's the next Chara Mark Savard out there? That, that, well, I, I, yeah, there. I know, I know. But but that's the only reason that, that the Bruins tried again was because they people stopped going to games. I, I remember when I was in when I was in high school and and. When I was in high school, they used to have like twenty dollar ticket nights for students because they wanted people to go to the game. So, oh, that's coming back. I'm sure that'll be coming back soon. Yeah, they probably will be because they were, the Bruins going to suck. They're going to probably have a jumbo meatball night. You get like a jumbo meatball and a beer for in a ticket for thirty five bucks. Oh, they have like kids night where you can come and get like a, a a Coke, a hot dog, and candy bar for like two bucks. It's gonna be like a Miley, It's gonna be like uh, the Manchester Monarchs or the Province Bruins. Well, the Province Bruins are better, so I can't say that. So just looking at the standings, let's all look at the standings right now and see that uh, everyone's past the Bruins. Uh, Otto and Toronto have 60 points. Uh, and, and they, they both still played have like four and three games. games. Yeah. Four and three games in hand, respectively. And they're and they're, look at who's behind them. Don't even look at just who's in front of them. Look who's behind them. Islanders are right there. Oh, my God. Florida's right there. Jersey's right there. Everyone's right there. They could be in last place. Uh, and I, I swear, I swear – I've never rooted for the Bruins to lose in my entire life. I really haven't. And I can honestly yeah. say that. I'm, I'm actually rooting for them to lose. Thanks I want them to get a top five pick so bad because when you get a top five pick, people don't understand that can actually like make the process go faster of rebuilding. And this Bruins team needs to rebuild. But if you get a top five pick, it helps out tremendously because you can get a transcendent talent. And you I just felt- want them to do that. Get a top five pick, start over, and just – just get rid of all these guys that you have on the team right now. Like, I, I want all the young guys to come up now. I want the Heinz of the world. And they they just cut up Peter Schlerich, who's been uh, their best player in Providence. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, one, the one part I'm kind of annoyed about is that I, mean, I shouldn't say annoyed. I feel bad as Darnick actually ended up going on IR. So that's where the, that's where the spot came oh, from. Did? Yeah, I was hoping it was someone different, like someone who actually like plays all the time. Yeah, like Riley Nash. Like, what, can someone tell me why Riley Nash has played every game of this season? He hasn't missed no. one game all season long. Riley Nash. So why? Why? Why, isn't he, why hasn't he been benched? Why? I had a whole bunch of things to talk about until this whole Claude Julian thing messed me up. And 
it's just I, I can't. I don't know. It you can't. You can't do it anymore, Mike. You can't. It's like you just can't. It can't compute. It doesn't compute. It, Mike, seriously, it's sad because you know what we we've been we're we're like uh like the we are broken record too the whole season just the same crap. You know, I thought the season was going to be like, all right, they, we made predictions, I think, what, seventh, eighth place, they'll get in, they'll make a little bit of noise, you know, those kids will come up, they'll be able to fill in some holes. They're they so far from, like, the Chicago Blackhawks, the world who know how to run an organization, it, it's mind-numbing. Yeah, it's bad. And this guy makes a good point, too. They just recalled Antonio Dolben again. They oh, the yes, he's going to bring that up to you. Oh. The, mu- the, the musical chairs of goaltenders continues. What, and what, what have we not? What have we not seen in Anton Hudobin that we haven't seen already? You know, okay, I, I know McIntyre has been struggling a little bit when he's been since he's been brought up to the Bruins. Let him, let him just mature. Let him get experience. At this point, it don't matter. And the one that started most of them. So I don't get what still, the big deal is. Still, it's it's February. Still, one win. Wow. Still, just, still yeah. one win. And wow. oh, Don Sweeney addressed that at the press conference. Yeah, backup goaltender's positions has uh, has hurt us. You well, maybe, maybe then maybe you should pay more attention to it instead of signing Anthony Dobin, who was in the AHL last year. I don't know why they brought him up. That's uh, that just aggravates me to no end. But What's the point? Toby starting tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, he is. You think oh, he is? great. Sure. Oh, can't what, wait. What's the over under? What's the over under on goals for the Sharks to score? Because I'm betting the over. So he's definitely playing tomorrow night? That's what people are saying in this chat. It's not the first time I've heard someone say this, too. Dude, that's going to get ugly. And, yeah, and they gave him two years. You know, two it's gonna, years. You know, you know it's also going to be funny. It's like, just say they lose. Say they lose, like, 6-2 tomorrow night. You know everybody's going to – Bruins fans, is who we are. They shouldn't have fired Claude and all this stuff. Cassidy blows. You know, one game in. Cassidy's the worst. And, like, you know uh, – Damn it, Mike. It's so depressing. <laughs> but seriously, I'm putting the over under at goals for the Sharks to score tomorrow with the Roman and net at, at six. Yeah, really? That bad. Six huh? six is the over under. The Sharks are good. They have offense they have also offensive guys who can score. I mean, unless yeah. unless the Bruins defense blocks like every shot known to man. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a like the old the old John Tortorella pack it in style. The Sharks might score seven goals tomorrow. Oh, or maybe the game. Oh, maybe the Bruins will be lucky that it'll get canceled because we have a snowstorm coming. <laughs> We're supposed to get hammered with snow tomorrow, so yeah, maybe it'll be yeah. like, oh, the, sh- the Sharks couldn't arrive at the at the Garden because the snow is too bad, or something so along the lines of that. So we so we don't have to watch it. They don't give us a win because of forfeit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like it'll know. be like one of those games you have to make up at the end of the year if one of the teams really needs to make it up, but at the time, at, but we don't want to play it right now, so. You know, if you had if you had the Providence Bruins play the Boston Bruins, I don't know who'd win. <laughs> yeah. I really don't. I don't, because yeah. half the Providence Bruins are up here anyway. So, it, and, and you know, also worry about tomorrow's game too, is because like you said earlier on in the show, it's a home game. The Bruins suck at home. Oh, you know what? Now it's great because we're just releasing we're re- we're just releasing all the negative and the bad the toxins in our system from this from this heaping. Pile of dog manure. Uh, actually, is that uh, no, cow? My, my, I think it's cow. I think you can say dog manure. Why not? I'm gonna say it right now. They're a pile of dog manure. See, see, the Bruins keep putting this stuff in our minds that it's just we 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 come up with the wrong words because we're so frustrated and angry with this team that they fired Claude Julian during the Patriots parade. 
I still can't wrap my head around that. I can't. I can't do it. I know these are two different sports, but two different sports completely. But the Patriots came down, came back from twenty-five points, which is like three or four scores, if you will. And the Bruins usually can't, you know, keep come back from one. <laughs> so it's it's just it's just. Oh, uh, thank God the Pats won because I I would seriously just be probably throwing myself in the Merrimack River. Are you not a big baseball fan, Joe? Nah, base. I used to when I was younger, um, and then nineteen eighty-six happened. And then I didn't like them as much anymore. But, you know, when they won the World Series in 04, I did cry like a baby. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not a big baseball guy. I literally watched probably uh, – well, they made the playoffs. I watched a little bit of the playoffs last year, and uh, that was it. I'm not a big baseball guy at all. Not a big basketball guy. It's primarily football and hockey. Football's over. Hockey was over in October. <laughs> it's just – Or at least in, uh, at least in November. So so, uh, should we do predictions? I don't know why we should, but might as well. I mean, can we can we just can we just say that the I I real I like I said earlier I, I never rooted for the Bruins to lose, but I I just want a top five pick this year. This is got to be the year. People, let's ask the people on Facebook Live right now by show of thumbs up. Who wants the Bruins just to lose the rest of their games and get a high pick? Watch it. This play, it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain like uh, money in a strip joint. Watch this. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it should start raining because everyone should want a top five pick. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the because it's been proven that they're not going to make the playoffs. It's been shown. Like oh. this. Here we go. Here we it's, go. <laughs> oh yeah, come to the champagne room. Ah oh, yeah. Look at this. Yeah, look, look at this. It's great. <laughs> it is great uh, because we actually should be rooting for this Bruins team to make to make a top five pick. Well, look at the like we we just look at the standings together. Every team is behind them with games in hand, and they aren't that far behind. And oh, the Bruins God. also haven't gone on their what? The Bruins haven't gone on their whole West Coast trip. The Bruins usually don't seem to play well out in the West Coast either. And yeah. also, the, they're playing uh, three games this week before they go on their bye week, and they're all at home. So I feel confident in absolutely zero of them. So the whole conference is they, the whole conference is still in it. It's amazing. Well, the, the Bruins aren't in it. Well, that, well, yeah, I mean, come on. Let, let, let's call a spade a spade. We knew that. I mean, they just, you know, it's it's one of those things. You, you just you just accept they suck. I mean, it's just, uh, they do, and that's it. And yeah. it is what it and is. The one, the one thing I do want to say about the the actual team and not Claude and management, and even though uh, Sweeney and Sweeney and Naley's time is coming, mm-hmm. it's coming because now everything's on them now. They, it's on Should them. Be. Good. But, a friggin' time. I, th- I think Brandon Carlos should should sit a few games. I think he's starting to to wear to wear down from the the wear and tear of the NHL season. I think it's yeah. a game a game or two for him. I'm not saying he's he's played a, he's he's hit a rookie wall. He's a rookie man. Yeah, I, I have no problem with that. And I, I, I'm not, and especially if you have nothing to lose, just get him up there, have him see the see the game from uh from the from the stands perspective. He, he can see more things on the ice from up in the crowd. Just give him a game or two, have him clear his mind, forget about what's happened. And start fresh, and I think that would be the best thing for him. Instead of keep putting him out there, and you know he's making a little, like a little mistake here, a little mistake there, and it's ending up in the back of the net, like against Pittsburgh. He had a really bad game against Pittsburgh, and it's going to happen. And like Pittsburgh has a lot of good players, but just get him up in the stands and just let him, let him watch it for a few. Uh, you think, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not in the school of thought of benching him. Well, I'm, I'm definitely not in the school of thought of trading him, which a lot of people like because he wasn't playing well. It's amazing. I don't think I. I don't think I'm like that. I'm like, I don't think trade everybody. When a guy starts sucking, I'm like, trade him, trade him, trade him. Like Jimmy Hayes. 
trading him would be nice. I, I think we should just release him so he can work at a Dunkin' Donuts because that's where he deserves to work. Because he's like that guy, Casey Flux character at Dunkin' Donuts. You know, go to Starbucks. I mean, that's Jimmy Ace. I mean, come on. The guy, he, he sucks. He's a fuck. I'm the mayor of Dunkin'. What's that? I'm the mayor of Dunkin'. Are you the mayor of Dunkin' Donuts? That's, yeah, that's what Casey Affleck said. I'm the oh, mayor of Dunkin'. God. I mean, oh, G- Jimmy, Jesus, Jimmy Hayes, what, what a what a pile of garbage, hot garbage. Well, I mean, see, the thing, the thing is, when, G- when, you, when the Bruins put Jimmy Hayes in the press box, I don't think he learns and understands the concept. I think with Carlo, he's smart enough to know, okay, oh, enough the, to it's, not, it's, not, it's not a benching. I don't suck. They just want me to clear my mind and clear my head. Just let me regroup for a little bit and get back out there. That's what I think they should do with Carlo. And second point I want to make, too, is can my chain stop tripping people? Oh, he's going to stop the slew foot crap. Yeah, I'm sick of that, too. You're too good. You're Seriously, my chain, you're too good of a player. You're top five in points, top ten in points. You've been the best player on this Bruins team all season long. You did it again against Tampa. Can you please stop the, the slew footing, my chain? You're too you're good. Yeah, yeah. I hate – you used to do this earlier on in your career, and that's what got you the, the reputation of, of a rat and no one likes you. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna seriously hurt someone, and then – when he does hurt someone, someone's gonna come after him and do what? Remember what Thornton did to Orpic and yes, injured yes, him? Something's yes. gonna happen like that to Martian if he doesn't cut the crap. I remember that. Wow, that a good memory there. Yeah, that was yeah, that was pretty crazy. And he's already been suspended numerous times. I mean, you can't afford that. Too good. Uh, Too I, good. The Bruins can't afford to lose him. Exactly, but he keeps towing this line and making it look so slick and like this slew foot type thing, and he's gonna hurt. Like he's gonna hurt someone. You know what it is too. I, I think it's lucky a sign enough right of, now that he didn't get he didn't get suspended yet. I think it's a sign of frustration. You know what I mean? He's doing this stuff because the team's terrible. You know, terrible and they can't get out of their own way. And they're not winning. I think that's when he. If you remember when they were playing well that like what one week stretch this year that he doesn't he doesn't do that stuff when he's engaged. He starts doing that when they're uh, you know they, they they suck basically. They're not competing. You know that's when he starts getting lazy and making these stupid uh, penalties and stuff like that. So. Uh, he needs to mature up and you know and stop this crap because, like I said, he, he's becoming he's a borderline superstar now, and that that's just going to make you look you know even more terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So we need Martian to stop that. I think Carl needs a little bit of a mental breather. I also think Rask needs to stop pouting too and get his act together. I don't uh, yeah, know what, I, yeah. I don't know what he's been doing, and that's the only that's really the only three things I really have to say good or bad uh, good about the team is because I actually believe in those players and yeah, I right. want them to do better. So everyone else like. Bergeron's, Bergeron's picked it up, so I'm not gonna, I've been on Bergeron earlier on this year, but he's, he's picked it up. Krejci, I, I just think Krejci's a lost cause right now. I've been a big Sorry. defender of David Krejci, a huge. I've been one of the biggest advocates for David Krejci that you could ever see. I've always said, don't trade Krejci. You know, I think the Bruins go as Krejci goes. But these past few years, yeah, been, he, the Bruins haven't gone as Krejci's gone. And I understand he puts up points on the power play, but... We looked it up. Early, like we looked it up last last week, and he was minus ten. And a lot of the time, when he's out there, you don't really notice Krejci anymore. He had two hip surgeries. I just think Krejci's done, and it's yeah. it's, it's tough for me to say because I have loved David Krejci. I really do. He Wait was my a minute. Favorite. You have, you have do you have a man crush on David Krejci? I used I to. I used to. I really I mean, did. It got it got borderline. It got borderline weird, Mike. But your your crush on him, man. I I thought. It was weird with me and Rask. I think, you know, you chose, you love Crutchy. You got aggravated when we said stuff about Crutchy. But you know what? Like, Crutchy is probably single-handedly, well, not single-handedly, one of the main reasons they won the Cup in 11, him and Tim, Tim Thomas, because Crutchy was on fire. Well, both years the Bruins went to the Stanley Cup, Crutchy led the team in points. Yeah. I just, I, Crutchy was huge during those two Cup runs, but 
He's had yep. two hip surgeries now. I just, yep. I just can't. I just don't see it anymore. And the, the worst, the worst part about it too is the Bruins have always tinkered with his line mates, and yep. I think that really hurt him too. And I think he's kind of lost faith in the team. And yeah, I think he's kind. Of, I think he's. I think he got. He got paid and checked out though. I don't like how he bitch, you know, he bitches too much. I don't like that. You know what? It is what it is. You deal with it. He, he bitches. He's like he's, he's a typical European player, man. You know what I mean? It's just you know, shut up and play the game, dude. I, I don't hear you complaining. Just just play. It sucks that you have uh, Riley uh, the trash can Nash on your line. You have a bunch of garbage. But hey, I mean, it is what it is. You get paid millions of dollars. Like how about you know we got paid millions of dollars and we're bitching about our job constantly. That, how do you look? You know what I mean to the common man. So, yeah. but uh, seriously, I think the trade deadline will be interesting though for the Bruins this year because I think they have some players that they could just they could deal off to help someone else. I uh, Ryan Spooner could be someone the Bruins could look to trade, and I know you're not going to get much for Ryan Spooner, but it's the, yeah. it's in the last year of his deal. You could maybe send him somewhere and get something for him. Dominic Moore, is, uh, the Bruins only signed him for one year. He's a veteran presence. He could be good on like a, a young fourth line, a young team's fourth line that's going to get into the playoffs. You know. Even you can even look at Chara. I, I think Chara, Chara was big advocate for Claude Julien. And I think if you could look to maybe dish off Chara and start this rebuild process over early, get rid of him, bring up some younger defensemen that the Bruins have on the way. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, I think the Bruins are going to also try and get rid of Bolesky. I think he's just yeah, not fit here. I, you know, Mike, what, what I think we should do, because so we can actually have some positivity in the show, because uh, last time I checked, there's none. Um, you and I are very, are very, very negative because this team blows. So that's why. I think we should, if you know, I know you're big on the minor league guys, too. So maybe in our, uh, you know, next one, you can give us an update on how those kids are doing, because now we got to look forward to the future, because the present is basically, uh, the coffin is closing. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do that. I'll, I'll keep, uh, I'll definitely, we'll definitely do like a prospect. Prospect yeah, sure. like prospect minute next week or something like that, and, and well, giving we up on those guys. The prospect fifty five minutes. <laughs> the, pro- the prospect half hour. We'll we'll spend the first fifteen minutes bitching and moaning with the Bruins per usual, and then we'll just do the rest of the show on the prospects. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm past. I mean, I got Claude got fired, which I wanted to happen, and now it's to the point where we know they're not going to make the playoffs. I just want them, as your point too, let these young kids play so they can develop, and like, and they're not doing that already, as we talked about with Hodobin. But the one, the one thing I will say is, I am interested to see how they respond tomorrow night. I mean, yeah, I don't me think gonna, I don't think they're going to beat the Sharks, to be honest. I really don't. But I'm interested to see if the Bruins have any guts or you know spines in that locker room and actually step yeah. up and show something tomorrow night. Uh, we'll see. Uh, uh, I doubt it, but we'll see. Um, so, should we do the predictions? Yeah, let's do these. Let's do this. Jason, uh, Jason, you still uh, got scarlet fever with scurvy? You want to give us predictions? Can you? Are you there, Jason? All right, okay, Jason's not Sorry, guys, there. guys, for people that usually know, Jason is usually part of this show, but Jason is severely sick out of the weather. So Jason's yeah, just tripping it out and, and helping us record the show and promote the show because all three of us are a team. So, yeah. Jason, I do want to applaud you for that. And thank you for doing that. And I understand you're sick. If I love you. If you, man. Want, if you want to chime in, even just for the two minutes that you can, while your voice is there, if you want to chime in about anything that we've talked about, or even just give you, even if you just want to give your predictions, and if we can get back to this with you next week, by all means, the floor is yours, Jason. Go. Let's go, Maro, man. Yep. San all right. Jose so we have we have San Jose uh, tomorrow. We have the Canucks and the Bruins at home on Saturday at the matinee. 
And then they have uh, the Canadians Sunday night at, at, also at Boston. All three of these games are at the TD Garden. And the Bruins will be on their bye week. They have uh, two. I'm going to go five. one and two. One and two? They lose, yeah. to, they lose to San Jose. They lose to Montreal. Yeah, yeah that sounds about pretty, pretty much. Uh, I'm going to go uh, San Jose. They lose by 432. And then uh, Vancouver, I think they'll be Vancouver because at least that game still has a little bit of – just a little bit of pop from five years ago. I, I still hate Vancouver like hot fire. And then Montreal is going to come in here and smoke them. So I also say one and two. And I'm right there with you guys. I, just, I mean, I usually don't always agree on this, but I just don't see how the Bruins can beat the Sharks. They suck at home. The Sharks are one of the best teams in the West. I also don't see how they can beat the, the Canadians. Uh, Carey Price owns them. The Bruins always suck against Montreal for some whatever reason it is. Well, they did win up there once. So yeah, they did. They did. But the Bruins, but the uh, Montreal's getting all their guys back too. Patrick starting to play well. Gallagher's. Uh, I think Gallagher's not back yet, but almost back. But Galchenyuk's back. They're they're getting help a little bit healthier. But uh, I guess they actually, they've been struggling a little bit recently. But they built such a big lead in the end line of the division that it hasn't really mattered. But I just don't see the Bruins beating them. The Bruins just never really beat Montreal. And I, I think they'll beat Vancouver, but to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they lose to Vancouver like in overtime or something, just to be typical oh, Bruins. Yeah. Yeah. But. So, but Joe, do you want to uh, plug Blogger Pluser at all? Or yeah. yeah what, the, what the hell? All right. So on the 25th of March uh, at the Causeway uh, Bar and Grill at, across from TD Garden, which is uh, the House of Pain, the Factory of Sadness, uh, we will be having uh, Boss Sports Blogger Palooza, which is for people who are in. Uh, sports podcasting like ourselves, blogging. Uh, if you have a big social media following, uh, and you like to, you know talk about Boston sports. That's basically uh, the clientele we uh, you know the attendees of our event. Also, you know uh, if you're a junior or senior in college and you're going for journalism or sports marketing or something, you're more than welcome as well. This is a free event, so a lot of networking. We have Fanatics.com is going to be there, who runs NFL and NHL shops. Uh, we're going to have share of sale, which is affiliate marketing. So if you want to make some money on your uh, blog or what have you. And I actually talked to them. They have something about podcasting. Uh, both the sponsors to give us some tips how we can make some money from our podcasts. Nick Gelso, the godfather of CLNS Radio, will also be talking about his journey from restaurateur to uh, what emperor of the podcasting world. Uh, he'll, he'll be there doing a, a keynote. Uh, last time I checked, the Three Musketeers from the Bruins will be there live. And if you want to get some autographs, we'll give it to you because you know what? <laughs> you know what? We're really effing cool. So we'll and be our, there. And our good buddy Mark will be there. Mark Allery would be there. So it would be great. You know, we're going to have a, a great time, have some uh, adult beverages. Um, and so you can uh, basically go to boston.sportsblogapalooza.com. You can also uh, search under Eventbrite for the event as well. It is free. We do have raffle items. We're going to have a silent auction. So it's going to be some good stuff. So spread the word. We hope you can make it. And uh, like I said, me, Jason, and Mike will be doing autographs. Absolutely. And that'll uh, wrap up our show this week. But guys, don't forget, uh, this show is sponsored by Blue Apron. So if you guys actually want something positive out of this show, also Blue Apron does <laughs> Blue Apron does do great food. It's blueapron.com slash Bruins Beat for three meals free. But you can uh, follow us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can good. follow ourselves on on Twitter, I'm at Mike Setter22, at Jason Buckley91, and you can follow Joe at Big Bad Bruins88. You can also follow our personal account at Bruins underscore Beat. Uh, you can also follow, uh, like us on Facebook, and um, you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right, Jason? I know you're fighting it, but iTunes and Stitcher, I think it's. Yeah, I believe that's it. 
Yes, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find us on Boston Boons Beat Podcast on iTunes. Mike, go ahead and finish your rest. Absolutely. Jason, feel better for next week so we can get your input on everything that's happened today. Uh, Don Sweeney's a coward for doing what he did. And uh, everything falls on Neely and Sweeney's head now. So, um, Don, you, this, Neely. So I usually always end the show, everyone should know by now, by saying go Bruins. But I'm going to say tank Bruins. Tank a palooza. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good show, you too. Good job, guys. We'll talk to you. Good job. Talk to you guys next week. Cheers.